The legal tampering period, a.k.a. the real start to free agency, is in full swing. And as usual in the NFL offseason, plenty of moves made, and we will cover a great deal of it tonight. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright, as always, with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. So, as I said, the legal tampering period started yesterday at noon. Um. So technically, free agency does start tomorrow, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. However, most a, a great deal of the moves are done um, in the two days on Monday and Tuesday, uh, the two days during the legal tampering period before free agency even technically starts. So none of these deals are all official, but they're verbally agreed to, and they're basically – I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these deals are actually signed under the table – um, without allowing the league to know. But without further ado, guys, got some big stuff to cover. We're going to we're gonna start with the best uh, p- teams with the best starts to free agency and teams with the worst starts to free agency. So this one, that those two segments should be good ones. We also have a lot about Lamar Jackson, who, oh man, an, yet another chapter in this, complete soap opera going on Lamar Jackson pulled the curtain on their negotiations uh, with the Ravens and tweeted out a rejected deal that the Ravens offered Um, we're also going to talk about Aaron Rodgers in another chapter to that and his wish list so plenty of stuff to talk about as promised guys we're going to start with teams who have had the best start to free agency and off the top of my head, I think the Denver Broncos really take the cake so far, don't they? Yeah. Do they? They? Hmm. Yeah, they're up there. Listen, they had a couple of needs. So their offensive line was putrid this season. And one could say that some of it had to do with the offensive scheme. But when you are tied with Justin Fields, as the most sacked quarterback in all of football, that's a bit of a problem, especially since going into that season, you actually had a decent offensive line. So you had to add a couple of pieces. So they got a right tackle in Mike McGlinchey from the San Francisco 49ers. They got offensive guard Ben Powers from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So that's a bit, that's huge. To be able to keep Russell Wilson upright so he could find Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Granted, if those two are on the team, because there have been rumors about one of those guys being out the door. We don't know yet. Maybe. They shouldn't. Come to Baltimore, Jerry. Come to Baltimore, Jerry Judy. Come on now. We need oh, he'd, be, he'd look great in red, white, and blue. I'm Absolutely. telling you. Oh, no. Listen, if the Broncos know what's good for him, they don't trade either of those guys. You are You are this close to being a contending team. You don't do it. You don't do it. Uh, they also got defensive end Zach Allen. So they got, you know, they're, they're off. their pass rush wasn't the best this year either. They overall have a, a solid defense. But to add Zach Allen, it was pretty good. A young defensive end who's gotten better every year for uh, as long as he's been in the league. I believe it's been three years. Um, another team to bring up, and we, pray, we have praised the Bears for the past couple of uh, the past couple of months, but the Chicago Bears, uh, they signed a a 
a duo of linebackers in TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, that right there, like, that's incredible. Then defensive end to Marcus Walker. Not the best defensive end, but he's a solid one. He had a career year this year. And they also started addressing the offensive line, bringing in guard Nate Davis. Mm -hmm. So they already got their wide receiver one when they made that blockbuster trade a couple of days ago. Um, They have two first-round picks now. Excuse me. They have one first-round pick at number nine in the draft. So they're in a good position. And they're whittling down their needs by the day. I would say address the secondary a little bit more. Get that uh, get that op- that front four. I would say working a little more. Um, address the tackle position during free agency. At least one. Bring in a right tackle. One of those. Someone. Because you're gonna use you're gonna use number nine. I mean, at least you better use number nine on a left tackle. So bring in a right tackle then that'll make things a lot better for you. And then later on in the draft, take a couple guards and centers, all that good stuff. But they, they've set themselves up very, very well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Free agency starting off well for the Chicago Bills. They get the number nine overall pick in two first rounds next year. That's, I think that's a pretty good start to free agency. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta agree. I really think that their GM Ryan Poles been playing it very well. Even the Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool tweeted that, uh, you know, that Ryan Poles should get the key to the city, and uh, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, one of the few things that we will actually agree with Chase Claypool on. But <laughs> um, listen, Claypool is it has some incredible talent, and the fact that he's their three right now is it, it says a lot about their pass catching corpse right now. And then they have Darnell Mooney at the two, Cole Komet as a tight end. They, they're, they're set up very well. Um, they just need to manage the running back position. Do not overpay for David Montgomery. You do not need to. Stick with Khalil Herbert. Um, one, one other team I wanted to bring up. This is on the AFC side. And stay with me now. Oh, boy. The Houston Texans. Oh, brother. Listen, oh, this is... So this is a team they they haven't done too much. You know how the you know you know that meme where it's like I, it's not much but it's honest work. That's I know what the Texans it. have done. They traded for guard uh, Shaq Mason. They've managed to keep Laramie Tunsil. Um, they brought in a few pieces in the pass catching corps to support whichever quarterback they they draft in the first round this year, and they have an extra first round pick at twelve. I think that's pretty good. So your your wide receiving core, it's going to be a little old, but it's still solid. You have Brandon Cooks. You've got, Jesus, his name's escaping me. Robert uh, Woods. Robert Woods. <laughs> and then Noah Brown. Don't forget about John Mechie. He John Mechie. Yeah. I'm not forgetting him. It's just, you know, he has to prove himself. And we've seen these three who are veterans. They're old. So whenever this... Houston Texans team is competitive again. All three of these guys probably won't be on the roster, but they mm. would would have at least played a role in helping to develop whichever quarterback they bring in. And also, he's going to be on his own two feet because this offensive line for the Texans is actually pretty good. Because they traded for Sha- Shaq Mason this past draft in the first round, they drafted a guard. 
not the best thing to do to draft a guard in the first round, but most likely they he pans out that guard. So I would say like, they, this is a pretty good offensive line for the Texans and he's whichever quarterback they draft. He's going to be, again, he's going to be on his two feet and he's going to have targets to throw to for a couple of years. Uh-huh. And whenever these guys either age or retire, you're going to have other options that replace them from the first round. Maybe they take someone at 12. I, th- I think this is like, and also on the defensive side too, they've managed to get younger there and they keep on working on it. It's not must, but it's honest work. Just saying this Texans team, like Nick Casario, he, in he, he really did inherit a sticky situation, a Texans team that was falling apart. Uh, he, uh, their quarterback, um, was pissed off about the situation. He obviously didn't want to get rid of him. Who would want to get rid of their uh, their perennial Pro Bowl quarterback? Then he has all the all this stuff happening off the field. He becomes practically untradeable. Then you still get three first-round picks af- out of it after all that settles. Yeah. He's doing a pretty solid job, given the circumstances he was given. They're about to trade Larry and Tunsil away to the Chiefs. Are they? Yeah, That's I did see that. I didn't see that. That's an actual report that he could be going to the Chiefs as we speak. Yeah, well, not as right. we speak, but that's a rumor out there. All right, if that's the case, then I I take it back. But can in the meantime, can somebody find that report because that's actually that changes everything. I'm on if it. they if they traded their tackle, I, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? Them getting younger. I mean, yeah, but at the expense of your left tackle. Yeah, the bodyguard for whichever quarterback you bring in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yahoo Sports said that uh, Tunsil might get traded. Fan Nation, SB Nation, Clutch Points, and Arrowhead Addict all said so. All right. So we'll see what happens. It does. It looks like maybe rumors. Just rumors. Either way. But at, at 12, they could draft a tackle. Yeah. They could just do that. Okay. Paris Johnson to the Texans. There you go. No, we need him. Don't say that. Or yeah, there there's a couple there's a couple good tackles in this draft. Oh, where are you guys picking? Fourteen, right? Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. Uh, My worry is that we're going to be on the there. tail end of like a tackle run. Like the three good tackles get drafted before we pick, we're going to trade back again. No, you guys should be able to get the guy out of Northwestern. Good, that's who I want. All right, I'm good. All right, guys. Well, as we just spoke very positively about a couple of teams. Now it's time to tear into some guys. And I know CJ, you have a couple who you're upset about. And so do I. So this is going to be a fun one. Teams with the worst start so far to free agency or the legal tampering period, whichever way floats your boat. Um, It will be free agency tomorrow at four, but it's technically free agency now. All right. That is next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast.
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. All right, so we covered previously some of the teams with the best start so far to free agency who have best addressed their needs. Who did the worst? CJ, I know you had some thoughts about the pa- uh, the Patriots. The floor is yours, my friend. Ah, wonderful. You might regret it, but thank you. Oh, now, just keep it PG. Maybe G. How about that? Actually, I'll that's my, impossible. I'll do my I'll best. Keep it R. <laughs> oh, no, Tucker. Yeah, okay, but look, see, here's the thing. Now, anybody who's remotely familiar with the NFL probably knows about Bill Belichick's free agency uh, philosophy. Patriots are known for very quiet, very low-key free agencies, bring back their depth guys, make a few decent signings, except for like 20, what was it, the 2016 offseason and the 2020 offseason where they went nuts and got everyone. But, see, here's the thing. Bill, a lot of people don't realize this, but Bill Belichick is usually quiet in free agency because nine times out of ten, New England's always up against the cap. I mean, there have been times where they've literally had to trade back or trade out of the first round simply because they could not afford to pay the price of a rookie contract in the first round. Yeah, that's fine. But so New England, of course, is having another quiet free agency. Mm-hmm. But here's the kicker. They have money. Mm-hmm. They have about 28 to 30 million, depending on who you ask. And that's good for like fourth or fifth most as it sits right now. There's still good free agents there. And it's like, Bill, why are you not using money? And it gets to the point where Jacoby Myers, their wide receiver one, left to go to the Raiders on a three-year $33 million deal with $21 million guaranteed. And I'm like, what? We can match that. And Jacoby Myers said outright, why he went to the Raiders because, and I quote, they wanted me. And so there are also some reports coming out of New England that Bill didn't fight too hard to keep Myers around. And so, and and apparently it's not that New England couldn't match that deal. It's that they wouldn't. Oh, but don't worry. They made sure to re-sign Miles Bryant, who's statistically one of the worst corners in the league. I mean, dude's getting burned by like Isaiah McKenzie every other game. And, but I, but I will give Bill credit where it's due. They got back, They brought back Jonathan Jones. That's huge for the defense. They brought back Jabril Peppers. That's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're letting go of Nelson Aguilar, which even though we need receivers, that's good because I don't want Aguilar. But I just – you, you got to make a move, and you got to make one fast. But then again, we all I know is we're probably going to – do nothing and then trade out of the first round to add insult to injury. I hope I'm wrong, but Bill, there's some good guys left. The clock's ticking. And and also, please don't make Kraft get involved because that was the thing. Robert Kraft, there were whispers that he would make Bill actually make moves. So well, I really hope that's true. Oh, my. And no wonder the Raiders wanted Jac- Jacoby Myers. He helped them win a game last year. Yeah, ain't that the truth. I th- yeah, I think they, that's a good that's a good one the Patriots because they haven't done much and they let their wide receiver Jacoby Myers walk which I didn't love but I also didn't hate either. I get it. I liked my- yeah. Jacoby Myers as much as the next Patriots fan. 
But they have a lot of players who are on his level on the wide receiver side. They really do. Like Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker. Ah, not Aguilar. I would only argue. Not not Aguilar. Not Aguilar. I I mentioned Devon. Did I say Aguilar? You did say Aguilar. I meant to say. I know you meant Devontae Parker, right? Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Those two are around the same level, if not better. Bourne is better. Parker's worse. Bourne is better. I I like Parker a little more. Health is the only concern I have with with Parker. Um, However, listen, I I think it's not the worst thing to let Myers go. Um, Granted, they they need to do something. They need to to add a wide receiver one. They can't be dinking around with twos and threes when you're trying to develop a first-round quarterback going into his third year who just had kind of a, uh, dare I say, a relapse of a year after uh after being I'd argue more so but yeah yeah he took a few steps back after a good rookie year so I mean you you need to do what you you need to do a couple of things add to that offensive line uh defense you need to address that a little more a lot of things yeah they haven't done much which means they're not off to the best start the team that I have and not uh, people are not giving them enough enough for what they have done. Like people are not ripping into them more than they should. But the Las Vegas Raiders, they are stupid. They no, are S T O O P I D. Stupid. For yeah, he's joking, folks, by the way. He knows that's not how course, it's spelled. Of course I know how it's spelled. It's just I'm just joking. I know, I know. <laughs> Some fans might not know that. We got to. Yeah. Listen, probably, so, yeah. What is more important, your tight end one or a wide receiver three? You have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, who are a solid one and two. But then, okay, so you don't have the best wide receiver three. Do you need to add Jacoby Myers? Is Myers a need to pay $11 million a year? Not really. He's a good three. I like him. But did you need him? Was it worth trading away uh, Darren Waller mm-hmm. to get all that money off, off your payroll? I get it. He was a little overpaid, but he's one of the better tight ends in the league. And listen, I, I, have, I have no issue with beefing up your offense, even though they kind of didn't here. They kind of just replaced a three with a, a, a one with a three. Um. The issue is they are spending way too much time on the offense and not on the defense. All right? They've made so many moves, yet they haven't done anything to work on that that defense, which really screwed over that this Vegas Raiders team. It did. Like, I get there's a lot that went on the, the offense, and I get that their play calling wasn't the best. The offense didn't look good, but their personnel wasn't the issue. I really, I firmly believe that. Their offensive line overperformed this year, which really helped them. And Derek Carr didn't have that bad of a year. They didn't upgrade at, at quarterback, really. Jimmy Garoppolo, he has a bit more of an ability to win, but he has injury issues. And he's not he still hasn't gotten anyone over the hump yet to win a Super Bowl. He's gotten them there. He's helped them. But he hasn't gotten them over the hump. So that's kind of an issue for me. They're still a one-sided team, and I still have I still have questions with, uh, with their coaching. 
So the Vegas Raiders are are a team that should be refu- receiving a lot more crap for from their fans, but they aren't. People are saying, "Ooh, who's stopping this offense? Who is stopping? Who is stopping Jacoby Myers as their three receiver? You just traded away your tight end one for a third round pick. That's not good. That's not good at all." And you haven't done anything to your to your defense. In fact, it's gotten worse. You Rocky Sin is still a free agent who's probably your best player in that secondary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you still have some issues, and they haven't addressed any of them. That's that's the biggest. That's a team where I look at and I go, wow, holy crap! You have done squat so far. It's bad. I wouldn't say they haven't done anything because they did sign some people, but uh, to give up what they gave up, can that couldn't be me? Couldn't be me. Look, I I don't know. I think they got a little worse on on the side that you know. I, I think they got a, a little worse on the offensive side. Yeah. You traded your you essentially traded away your tight your tight end one to bring in your wide receiver three. That just was unnecessary. Are you even going to have all three of those guys on the field at once? Probably not. There's going to be some formations where you don't have three wide receivers. You'll have a tight end out there, and he won't be Darren Waller. It's going to be some backup. And that's not good. That's really not good. Yeah. They needed they needed work on that defense. They really did. And they haven't done it yet. They still have some money. Um, they have about $27 million cap space. And there is still time, so maybe they could address it. But also the market's drying up pretty fast. Some corners have already gotten off the market. Um, I know a, a lot of the the front seven players are gone. So time's running out. They have time, but better start. Better start soon. Um, another team, I know you guys have some thoughts on this, but the Philadelphia Eagles, look at all these guys who have gotten away. Yeah, they're all going away. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but it is. Oh. Mm. Like, also, like, they, they managed to to retain James Bradbury, which is good. He's a, he's a, he's a low-end, he's a low-end CB1, but he could also be considered a high-end 2 to Darius Slay, who is also their one. But he's also been Darius Slay has also been granted permission from the team to seek a trade. Yep. So it's not looking good right now. They lost their right tackle. They've lost a lot of players on that front seven. I mean, wow. Talk about a big fall from grace. They didn't lose their right tackle. They lost their left tackle. Lane right, Johnson. left. Yeah, you're right. Left tackle. Left tackle. Misspoke. Yeah. Left they lost their they lost their left tackle, which is arguably more important. Because that's your blind side. I think it's fine for them because of how much they value Lane Johnson. And if they need to, they can just kick him over to left and they'll be fine. Yeah. The real question is what what are they going to do in the draft? Are they going to go uh they could go running back, even though I don't see them doing that. They could go a line to show up either the left or the right tackle. They could go linebacker. There's a myriad of places that they can go 
offensively or defensively if they're running the drives. But Bobby Wagner's still out there. Bobby Wagner's still out there. He's out there. They still have they have two first round picks. So they have one at 10 and another at 30. Yes, 30. So that helps them a little bit. So they could use number 10. Number 10 you do not use on a running back. Running backs taken in the first round have, have fallen so far out of favor. There's some good running backs in this draft, but you take them in the in the back end. Take if Bijan Robinson falls to 30, maybe you take him. But since they draft since they just signed Rashad Penny to a deal, I would say probably avoid it and maybe double dip on maybe take one on offensive line at 10, preferably a tackle. And then at the back end, you take, let's say you take someone on defense. I think that's something you should go. If they trade there, you say they should take a corner. Take a corner. Yeah. If they do, yeah. But if they if they still have Darius Slay, you're not taking a corner. You're going you're going in the front seven. And that is going to that is going to be tough though, because usually the the better um, the better defensive ends, the better pass rushers are taken towards the front end of the draft because of their value. Yeah. So at 30, it's going to be tough. You might need to draft, you may, might need to trade up, but you could find something and you could still find someone in free agency. Um, I don't know off the top of my head there uh, where they are in cap space. So they have eight mil in cap space right now, below league average, which is 17 mil. They're currently ranked number 22 in the league. So in the back end in cap space, they have a little bit of money. But if you're going to pay a defensive end or a defense, even a defensive tackle at this day and age, that's going to be really hard to do. It's going to be really hard to use that money on them. They might have to do some restructures. Um, but they've lost a lot of players. And they're also facing a what we call a Super Bowl hangover which is not a hangover for the team that wins. It's always the team that loses. Mm. So they have a lot of things that are going against them right now. Um, mm. All right. We're up against the clock here, but I wanted to change gears. A little bit away from free agency, kind of. It's just touching on one player, which would happen to be a player who dresses in purple and plays in Baltimore. Oh, God. No, a quarterback no. who runs a lot. Lamar Jackson has pulled back the curtain on the Ravens and his uh, contract negotiations with that team and has basically given them an update just how things have been going with them. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not good, and we will do talk about it in detail next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast.
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. All right, so we know that there's been a lot, and I mean a lot, of drama down there in Baltimore as far as the pro football team down there goes um, between their quarterback and their front office. So they've been trying to lock down their quarterback and they thought by giving the non-exclusive tag, he would see his value. Maybe he would, uh, maybe he would come to terms with the Ravens. Turns out it's not going so well. So he he tweeted out the Ravens' most recent offer, which was three years, hundred thirty-three million dollars, all fully guaranteed. Yeah. And he turned that down. Because obviously he has not accepted it yet. But I mean, what does this tell you about the relationship between the player and the team? And I'll let uh, Tuck. I'll let you start since this is, this is you. Uh, say that again, Adam. You kind of broke broke up. Did you hear any of what I said? I hear most of it, but you were breaking up towards the end. That's why I'm asking you to say it again. Yeah. I okay. So Tuck, I'll start with you. Uh, this is your favorite team. Uh, you're, you know this team best. Yeah. What does this say about the relationship right now between the player and the team? Nothing's changed. It's just the same thing. It was reported that an offer was made around the mark of 133 without the offer being going up to $100 million if he play, plays a certain amount and that he delivers. Uh, not that he delivers, but he's on the roster and – in the year 2026, 20, and then it's up to 200 million guaranteed. Then Lamar puts out that nah, they gave him three years, 133 fully guaranteed. So the way I see it is, I don't think he's getting shortchanged. I think the Ravens are just being honest about it. They want to keep him a Raven for a long time, but it's just a matter of a difference in opinion. I think Lamar thinks he's worth more fully guaranteed, and I'm not sure if I disagree with him, but the Ravens are like, look. We're, it's not like we're lowballing you to a, an extreme degree. We think you're worth around this much, and we and it's a fully guaranteed contract if what Lamar is saying is true, if the reports that are coming out there are true. So it's just a matter of perspective and how they see the situation. Nothing's changed. It's just a report of a contract that the player allegedly believes that it, they had. I, I, I don't know what to make of this. Hopefully this gets resolved sooner or later. Yeah, but the fact that it was tweeted out. Yeah, because it was I mean, the because the the contract that was originally reported was four years, two hundred million dollars, and then one hundred thirty three was guaranteed at signing, and then with other things that are involved that would have bumped it up to two hundred million. That was what re- was reported, and Lamar just came out and said, "No, this is the actual amount, fully guaranteed." Still, it's I mean it's all noise. It's all media noise. Just Pretty much. ignore it. Don't don't talk to the media. You don't have to say what the what you guys are negotiating. I mean, that stuff's private. Yeah, and the Ravens wanted to make sure that was kept private. But Lamar was like, All right, let's clear this up so this doesn't get become a narrative moving forward. They offered him one thirty three. I think he wants more. That's more of it. More of it guaranteed or more of it 
just, just more in general because the 133 was fully guaranteed. So I think it's just basically more. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that he tweeted it is not, it's not a good look. Mm. But the problem, I mean, just Lamar's asking price is so high that he doesn't really have the leverage to go and say, I'm just going to sign with another team because no other team is is interested, at least not the ones who are in the market for a quarterback. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, like, I just don't see how they get out of this. And also, with reports saying that Lamar might not even, pl- probably wouldn't even play on the franchise tag, this is getting a little ugly, is it not? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, it's, it, it's getting a tiny bit ugly. I see a little speck of dirt getting thrown both ways, so. A yeah, tiny cool. bit. A tiny bit ugly after Lamar is literally tweeting the inner workings of a deal that they've offered him. You do realize how rarely that happens, and it happens when a player gets really disgruntled. What was that? Oh, I don't know. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. It wasn't me, though. Was Was that you talk? Nope. It wasn't me. I don't know. Maybe it was me. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, so here's the thing. This We're up against the clock, though, just by a the way. Classic case of another NFL player who wants more than what they're worth, and um, and I think a big reason that Lamar's tweeting that is because he wants to, uh, you know, is because he wants the media to throw him a pity party. Because the NFL media, all the talking heads, for some reason, are on his side, and he's now baited them into saying, "Oh, there's collusion to lower the price down." Which, if you think about it, doesn't make sense. Why would other teams lower his price just to help the Ravens? That's stupid. All right. We're up against the clock. I'm going to muddle uh, two segments together here. Um, Aaron Rodgers um, and the Packers uh, and the Jets now. He is now holding two teams hostage. And he... So it's been reported by Diana Rossini. He has a wish list of what he wants the Jets uh, to bring in. So it involved Alan Lazard, who most recently played for the Packers, Randall Cobb, most recently played for the Packers, Mercedes Lewis, Packers, and who's the next guy? Odell Beckham Jr. So he has a list of players that he wants to bring in before he even makes a decision. And we don't even know if that decision is going to be the Jets. He could say, I want to get traded, but not to you. He could say, I uh, I want to stay with Green Bay and just flip the bird to everyone. But, I mean, we talk about ugly situations. We were talking about Lamar Jackson. Aaron Rodgers, this is, this is almost worse, is this not? Yeah, no, it's horrifically worse. Forget everything I said about Lamar. Aaron Rodgers, oh my God, the quintessential drama queen quarterback. As long as he knows the camera is on him, Aaron Rodgers is going to milk this for all it's worth. You know what? I don't even know if he's made up his mind. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about football right now. He wants the show. He wants the attention. And I wouldn't be shocked if he makes the Jets you know, jump through hoops and bounce a beach ball on their nose just for him to say, eh, I'm just going to stay in Green Bay. It's just uh, the only way to make this end is if the media just stops paying attention to him. But I know they won't. And just 
he has demands. He's literally playing GM for a team that he's not even on. Yeah. If I'm the Jets, look, I know you need a quarterback, but just cut your losses. You don't want this kind of thing. When was the last time a quarterback came and said, I'll only sign here if X, Y, and Z is here? Like, who does that? Not even Tom Brady, who was a bit of a diva himself, did that when he went to Tampa. Eli Manning, John Elway. They will refuse to sign to a team. They yeah. just will refuse. So it's not like this is an unprecedented thing. Quarterbacks Yeah, are- and it wasn't okay when they did it either. It's just, oh, my God, just Aaron Rodgers – Long story short, is just a drama queen, and I want this to go away because they're giving him too much power. Yeah. Also, like, I, it's it wasn't okay what Eli Manning and John Elway want did either, but at least those two told you what they wanted. Like Aaron Rodgers has just been quiet the whole time and let the media just turn into a big storm. He's made the whole free agency world. He's affected that as well. There was about a two, three hour window yesterday where nothing happened because everyone thought, holy crap, did Aaron Rodgers just go to the Jets? And it was all speculation. He didn't say anything then either. And it turned out it was all, it was, it's turning into a problem. And I do feel bad for Trey Wingo. He tried his best to, he said, I think, he said, I think this is a fit. This is an official deal. Um, Turns out it wasn't. And he actually has, apparently he's a pretty good insider. He has fairly good credibility. Just Aaron Rodgers has been very tough to read this offseason. He mm-hmm. has been very tough. And even, at, even I, don't, I don't understand how it's possible, but even during, like after his darkness retreat, he seems more silent now than it was before, during it, which I didn't know was possible. But the, it's just it's just been unbelievable, a wish list, and we don't even know if he's going to actually j- join them. He could be playing the Jets right now. He could have get all get him to sign all these players. Some of them washed up. Some of them may not even have any business being in a, on an NFL roster. But he just wants his guys, and Odell Beckham Jr., who wants a lot of money for a guy who's two years who's um. Two years removed from playing any meaningful football. It's a bit of a problem for me. It's a bit of an issue. All right. So, again, we're up against the clock. We have about 10 minutes for our show. Uh, We're going to finish off with the Fumble Ruski fan box where we asked you guys about free agency, about some individual players on the defensive side who are – Probably who would I would say are the most underrated free agents. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast.
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Powerade Eight Seeker Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. Welcome to the Fumble Rooski fan box portion of our show, where we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week was: Who is the most underrated defensive free agent in 2023? Our first response was from Patrick Williver, who said all the Cowboys acquisitions. No, now, he's nah. he said he also said this before they got Stefan Gilmore and Leighton Vander Esch. Still, and, yeah, but I don't know. I think I think he so Stefan Gilmore is not a free agent, but I would say he that's a pretty underrated acquisition right there. Like he's still been playing at a, on a, at a high level since he left, um, since he left New England. Adam, don't do this to yourself. Not again. I want to say a high level, but he's been decent. Don't do he's this. been pretty good. Don't, he's been don't pretty good. Boys, don't don't believe in the Cowboys just for them to break your heart. I'm not. Heart. I'm not believing in the Cowboys. I'm believing in the moves. Okay. okay. I think this will help their defense. It's a good defense. I'm not saying that they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to the NFC Championship. I'm just saying they made good moves. You'll be saying it in August. Just you wait. Maybe what could also happen is that this you know this player, these guys get hurt. And they were still good acquisitions, but just you sprinkle that Cowboys dust on them and something goes wrong. What can go wrong will go wrong. Brogdon Hill said Javon Hargrave. Yeah, so, that's a scary one. Him and uh, Nick Bosa on one side is going to be a problem. For Yeah, for him to go to the 49ers, perfect fit. That's yeah. a team that is that is that leans heavily on their defense, and the forty nine like the forty nine they've lost a couple of players, uh, particularly on uh, in their secondary, but on uh, you know on their uh, defensive line, it's it's still pretty good, and this is one of this was one of their better acquisitions. Ian Mulhern said Eric Hendricks, so Eric Hendricks signed with the Chargers, and that was a big need for them. And they also otherwise have a pretty good defense. Everywhere you look, they have playmakers. Just that Chargers team has not been able to put it together um, as a team. What's up? I have an announcement. David Montgomery is signing with the Lions. That means Jamal Williams isn't coming back. Probably. That means no Jamal Williams, but they have DeAndre Swift. Yes, they do. That is correct. He had a franchise. The deal hasn't come out. I'm just calling it like I see it. Why? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, that's fine. I get. What was the money again? Uh, It hasn't come out yet. It just was on Instagram like 11 seconds ago. Hang on. It says it's a three-year deal worth uh, 18 mil. That's really good, actually. Yeah, that's actually sure. really good for a de- for a running back. They're getting overpaid, um, but yeah. it also uh, DeAndre Swift when he's healthy, he's really good. I, I don't want to touch on this too long because we are up against the clock. Um, all right, uh, Owen Vanslack said Leighton Vander Esch or Byron Murphy. Uh, Vander Esch. The problem with him is he hasn't been quite the same since his rookie season. He was really good, and then he's been lacking ever since. He's still a good, uh, still a good linebacker. 
Um, Isaac Zonana said, whatever free agent on Finn's D. Now, I'd, I mean, they haven't done much by way of free agency on defense. Oh, yeah. But they brought in a through trade a pretty good corner, if you know yeah. what I mean. Hmm. Still counting um, in the free agency period. I guess we could count it. We'll count it. Um, and it's just Isaac Zonana being a biased uh, Dolphins fan as usual. Um, <laughs> sorry, Isaac. Uh, Tyson Tate said Adam Thielen currently. So he's a wide receiver. And Tyson's probably because he's a Vikings fan and he's upset that uh, Adam Thielen's leaving. Understandably so. Man, that, that he was a good wide receiver one and even a as a two as well. But, yeah, ah, man. It's time to go. He'd he'd look good in red, white, and blue. I think he'd be a good patriot. Yeah, yeah, you guys deserve him. Um, uh, Nick underscore Ray ten said David DeCastro. Uh, you guys could use him for for the line. You guys could use David DeCastro at guard. I yeah. guess. I guess. I, I don't guess. know, man. It. I guess. Do you have a choice? Isn't that the tackle they signed? Guard. guard. Is the guard? I, I mean, it's fine, weird. but don't they already have two guards? That's It could still be an upgrade. I guess. Yeah. Nick Norman said, free agent number one, TJ Edwards. And that was a very good signing for the Bears. Linebacker was a problem for them, and they addressed it, and they did it well. Yeah. Man, between uh, TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, that's going to be yeah. really good. That's good for them. Um, Floodster Sports Zone said Jimmy Garoppolo. No. And yeah. No. Also, he's he's not on offense again. Um, but he's not on defense. He's on offense. But Jimmy Garoppolo. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, listen, like it'll be fine for them. He's a bridge quarterback. He's a bridge quarterback. Uh, Connor Fallon said Tremaine Edmonds. Connor is a Bears fan, and the Bears, I mean that this is that this is undoubtedly their top signing so far. Um, Derek Hool said Zach Allen, and so did Eli Turner. And those are our last responses. Zach Allen is a pretty good defensive end, um, and he going to. Um, Going to the Broncos, he'll have more of a chance to inflate his stats a little more. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're up against the clock, so that's it. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.